Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, brought to you by AT&T, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. And welcome inside another episode, wrapping up the month of February here on the Flats. Going to have a couple guests here this week. First, joined by a new baseball assistant coach, James Ramsey, and then uh, head golf coach Bruce Hepler will join us to talk about their upcoming trip to Las Vegas. But let's go ahead and jump in with baseball, joined by James Ramsey. And coach, a couple months now on the Flats. Uh, what's it been like thus far? So far, so good. Uh, you know, really enjoyed the time here at Georgia Tech. Uh, people have been really supportive, reaching out, uh, getting this opportunity, um, but really just enjoying the time with the guys. They're buying in really quick uh, to the work ethic it takes. Uh, we'll keep using the word grit with them. Just continue to uh, create a training environment that allows them to not only improve, but also, you know, love every single day when they come to the field. A lot of folks may not know your background. I'm sure some avid Georgia Tech baseball fans are well aware of the damage you were able to uh, put together at Florida State. Uh, two trips to the College World Series, uh, 2012 ACC Player of the Year, 2012 National Player of the Year, first round pick of the St. Louis Cardinals, and less than a year removed from your last game as a professional player. Uh, what got you so excited to get back into the college level, and particularly here at Georgia Tech as you were hired in January? Absolutely. No, it's a great question. I think for me it was the best four years uh, of my life uh, on the field uh, were in college. had a great pro experience, five organizations, seven years, high quality organizations, a lot of great people uh, that I still keep in touch with really closely. But for me, it's just the team aspect. It's the winning portion. It's you know eating together, having fellowship together, working together, going to 6 a.m. workouts, and, and then dogpiling together. I think that's the mix of what college baseball brings that for me was kind of a no-brainer of where I wanted to go next in my career path. So two weeks in the books as far as the season's concerned. Yellow Jackets 5-3 and three thus far coming off a midweek sweep of Georgia State. What type of habits have you tried to instill in the offense as the hitting coordinator? And furthermore, what have you seen here lately that says, hey, you know, these guys are starting to get it? Yeah, so, I mean, I think first all, you know, really covering hitting the offensive side of the game, but also trying to get our habits defensively and on the base paths uh, to be a little more aggressive be just a little more focused from the mental side of the game is kind of was always one of my strengths as a player. Um, call it moxie, call it just, you know, being able to be in the right place at the right time and give yourself a chance to win each play. Uh, offensively, it's just continuing to take quality at bats. It's continuing to just be, you know, cognizant of what you do well as a player. Uh, we're asking you to fit in our system. and We tell our guys all the time, just you know, don't try to be somebody else. Be the best version of yourself. And the way that we train, we don't have guys do all the same drills or hit all the same way mechanically. But we ask that uh, they really be tough every single time they step into the plate uh, and just give us a really good chance to, to win each game. Can you tell me a little more about that analytics effort you've put together? And I know one of the things we've talked about off the air is about how Georgia Tech, it's a, it's a nice pool for baseball. It's also a nice pool for a math and science talent among the student body. Uh, how have you tried to use that as an advantage for your program? Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, you're seeing it at the big league level, but in college it's really getting closer to information symmetry across all schools where you can go get what you need to get. And I like to think that at Georgia Tech we have, whether it's the coaching bandwidth or the student-athlete bandwidth, and also now our analyst team, that we have the infrastructure in place to take the information and do better than other places. And so I think that had at least nine undergrads right now that, you know, whether they're actually software engineers themselves <laughs> or they just have a really good interest in baseball, they played and, and they're really good with, you know, taking data, aggregating it, and then visualizing it. 
it just reaffirms the, you know, kind of what people would always call the old school coaching method of using your eyes, building the relationship, being really confident, just preaching an approach, but it also allows us to kind of peel back the layers when we need to. Um, I'm not big into giving our players a bunch of numbers. I think that can be intimidating at times, but I think that when you present it in the right way and you allow them um, to make the game more simple, I think that's what analytics ends up doing is people have the perception that analytics makes things more complex, but I'm a firm believer in it actually simplifies the way that we're able to game plan when we're ready for stuff and we know the things that, that our players do well and the things that we need to help uh, in, incorporate in their training. Well, the major league level R&D department seem to be the fastest growing office in the front office. And you guys, like you said, have quite a pool here at Georgia Tech. I want to go back to the old school portion. One of the first numbers you and I discussed when you got here was the hit by pitch totals in the last couple of years. And that's something you want to see kind of go up. How do you, how do you instill that type of attitude in an offense, you know, staying in there and perhaps taking a couple off the arm or the hip? Yeah, I think it's it's really all about mentality. And I think that's the thing is from the minute they show up to the field to the minute they leave, want them spending more time together, want them buying into the concept that it's less about each one of them and it's more about you know what we can do as a program. That Our pitchers love it when our hitters get hit. Our hitters love it. It's something that's a momentum shifter. I'm a firm believer in the more we're on base, the more pressure we put on teams, the more stress we can put on a pitching staff, the better. And it really just comes down to the little decisions you make end up building a habit that turns into blocking a baseball behind the plate the right way, you know, sticking your nose in and tagging a player when a throw is kind of not perfect instead of being able to point a finger. It's just the things that we're trying to take steps. And I think we've done a good job. I think we have a lot of area to continue to improve. But, you know, the guys are willing to work and they're showing up every day eager to get better. Before we let you go, James, I am curious from, from a personal standpoint. I know your wife, Grace, a longtime Yellow Jacket. What was that conversation like between the two of you guys getting a chance to come back up here? She must have been awfully excited. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's always my, uh, I told her, my, my secret weapon in recruiting. When, when moms <laughs> leave campus, they're always, uh, you know, kids have committed quick and, and saying, hey, you know, I had such a great time. And I always laugh and tell them, hey, well, you know, I spent three minutes with you. My wife spent three hours with you. And we just know that, that we have a family atmosphere here and we want to pump that. And uh, she'll continue to be around and, and trying to help use her, you know, her marketing and analytics background from her Georgia Tech days as well. So, no, definitely happy to be here, but feel like it's something that uh, we can provide the next wave of student athletes and our current student athletes with just a, a great family environment here. And, and I'm sure she's got plenty of Georgia Tech gear in the closet and has uh, picked out some for you as well, right? Yeah, we're getting the three-stripe <laughs> life lined up, but uh, we're doing our best for sure. Perfect. All right, well, Coach, thanks so much for your time. Uh, best luck this weekend against Northwestern, and then the following week you guys head down to South Florida. I uh, look forward to following you. Thanks, Wally. Go Jackets. All right, next up we got head coach Bruce Hepler talking about a trip for the Georgia State golf team as they travel west to Las Vegas, where Coach Hepler began his career. That's next up on From the Flats. We're now joined by head golf coach Bruce Hepler in his 24th season here on the Flats. Yellow Jackets ranked as high as number four, according to Golf Stat, coming off a big win in Puerto Rico a couple weeks back before they get set to pack their bags one more time and go to Las Vegas. And Coach, you've had two events here so far in the spring, second semester. I know Hawaii, things didn't go perfectly well, but it had to be pretty satisfied with that bounce-back effort in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, and it, it probably helped some. Uh, the greens in Hawaii and, and Puerto Rico are similar. Uh, they're just way different than we have here in town. They're slow, they're bumpy, and I think maybe sometimes, if you can actually say this out loud, <laughs> that maybe having the quality of conditions that we have at the noon in and around town when our guys sometimes run into some bumpy stuff, it bothers them a little more than people who put on bumpy stuff all the time. So um, we've all learned that if you don't have anybody on the leaderboard individually, 
you're not going to have you're not teams not going to do that and if you look at Puerto Rico with three guys in the top seven it just changes things so they, they know and we know that our guys have got to challenge individually uh, and then that, that really takes care of the team's business like you said three guys in the top 10 we'll get to Noah Norton here in a moment but you've got a trio of juniors playing really well right now uh, Tyler Strafacci Luke Schneider Jans and Andy Ogletree perhaps playing the best golf of his career. Is that a fair statement? I think it is. He's really uh, made a decision. We talked a little after the fall what his shortcomings were. Andy probably is as good a ball striker as there's ever been here. I mean, he rivals Troy Madison, which <laughs> okay. is quite a statement. But his short game's been lacking, and his putting um, is just not what he needs it to be to win events. And it was one actually a tip from a teammate as far as his putting in the fall. was Noah was watching him and said, you would like some help. We've talked about helping each other. And he gave him some drills to work on the path of it, and it's just changed everything. And Andy spent hours and hours chipping and pitching and using the facility that we have for that rather than standing there hitting these good-looking four irons that anyone would spend the afternoon watching and feel pretty good about. So he's put the work in and, uh, you know, really had uh, three bad holes in Hawaii or contends there. Uh, one, one, two of them were really bad. <laughs> just kind of happens when you get in the lava sometimes. But, um, no, he's playing the best he has. Those kids have really played here since they got here. They're growing, they're growing up, and uh, I think they're ready to compete, you know, at the highest level of Division One golf. Well, you've been in Division One golf for a long, long time, and I, I want to uh, tug a little further that story about Noah helping out Andy. How important is that type of collaborative culture when it comes to competing for a championship within a team on a given season? Well, I, I think it's huge. Uh, you know, those kids know a lot. Um, sometimes they may be willing to take advice or a little bit of help from a peer, Sometimes it just is a coach-player deal, um, pride, whatever it is. Um, but I, I don't think you can win it all if you don't have that. They know a lot. They spend a lot of time together. They all come with different skills. As Noah probably knows more about putting than any college player I've ever met. <laughs> so he's a tremendous asset. I mean, he studies it. And uh, they would be a fool not to listen to him. And or you run into Ty the way he was raised, the way he chips the ball and bunker play. Uh, he's worked with Connor on that, and so if you, if you don't have that, somebody else is going to. So I, I think it makes a tremendous difference. And Connor Howe, a spectacular freshman, showing a lot of promise here early. Noah Norton, who we've talked about, uh, he had a really strong first couple of days down in Puerto Rico, and then the weather got to him a little bit, as it did everybody that last day. But what have you seen from him moving from his freshman season to his sophomore year? Where's he gotten better? I think just a little bit of taking care of his business. Um, he struggled a little bit with organization. Um, you know, extremely passionate. Um, maybe at some points, if you can imagine being too passionate or too obsessed with stuff, take stuff really, really, really hard, and just try to share with him that you can't, you can't live with that amount of disappointment for 30 years and be a professional golfer. You somehow have got to level out um, that. I think that. For five and a half hours, we tell them they, they really need to be their best friend. If you want to go be hard on yourself when you're practicing and have all these high, high standards before you leave, set goals. But for five and a half hours or five hours, depending on how long it takes us to play around a golf, you've really got to get on your side. And you can't berate yourself. We talk about it, the things that someone would say to themselves. Um, if a caddy said them to you, you'd fire the guy. Mm -hmm. And you just can't. You've got to be because no one else is on your side. And so I think he's learning some of that stuff, how to deal with his own expectations of perfection and winning everything, uh, I think is a challenge for him. I think we're improving his perspective of whatever. And really, you know, Puerto Rico, he's leading the event or tied for the lead mm -hmm. with two holes to go. Mm -hmm. And he walks up on the tee at the hardest hole in the golf course, and all of a sudden it's a torrential down four, <laughs> and the wind's into him. And, you know, and he makes a quad, and he feels terrible. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I tried to get, try to go back in. What, what was the positive? Through 52 holes, you're leading the event. And, well, I cost the team a tie or whatever. And it's like, well, no, if you hadn't shot 69 and the 70 the first two days, then we're not in the same position. So sometimes it's just getting young people to understand, have some perspective. Who have, you know, He's just very, very passionate, pointing to the obsession. And he's got to back away from that a little bit and give himself some credit for the good things that he does. And they've got to revel in the stuff that they just think is ordinary because they kill themselves over the stuff that when they fail. And it's just it's a group effort to do that. And... And I, I think we're, all of them are working there. That's something he really needs to do. Well, and I think those are lessons in, in growth uh, that we see on this campus every day, even beyond the athletic department as well. That sounds uh, much like Georgia Tech likes to attract perfectionists, and, and there's a, there's that area for growth with a lot of students Correct. who come in here. So uh, good to see Noah growing in that way. Coaches, we look ahead. you got Las Vegas coming up here this weekend where you started your career. Uh, what do you hope to see from the group, and how special is it to go back there? Uh, it's a really demanding golf course. It's one where – more so than probably anywhere we play, um, is you really have to think about where the next one's coming from. And so, again, in recruiting, um, we try to use our assets the best. We have one of those is the airport. And if you look at our schedule and why we go where and do what we do is, is the airport allows us to go anywhere nonstop. And the tour plays all over the country. And so preparing, preparing these guys for after college is let's just go east, west, central, midwest, and you know use the airport for for the advantage that it is. And then in recruiting, we just try to tell everybody recruit. If you come here, you're gonna play in the very best events and you're gonna play against the very best players. And again, looking at the field here and the Floridian down the road uh, with 12 or more top 15, 18 teams and both of those in a 15, 15 team fields are tremendous. So it's NCAA preparation. Both of the next two events will be as if you are at the national championship. And my philosophy, I guess, for 24 years is, is there's a bar you have to no jump over. So let's just find out what that is starting in August and, and keep it in front of you the whole way so you don't, you're not walking around delusional that we've won six times that we haven't beat anybody. Well, the stretch run is coming up. I have the ACC tournament in mid-April and then on to uh, NCAA postseason play in May. Coach, thanks for your time. And, and I know you guys don't have any nights off in Vegas, but I'm curious between Gwen Stefani, Brittany Spears, Cirque du Soleil, they're all in town that weekend you guys are there. If you did have an off night, where would we find you? Um, I've been to uh, the Cirque du Soleil at the Bellagio. Oh, it's the, it's the water, and it's, it's incredible. <laughs> okay. I thought about taking them. We've done that before. <laughs> uh, we may go ride the roller coaster at New York, New York, and, and uh, eat a buffet. We'll probably be if we have a little spare time. Sounds good to me. Just 10 miles up the road. Uh, Coach, thanks for time. Travel safe. I look forward to having you guys back Thank here you. after uh, another successful weekend. Appreciate it. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you on campus all spring long here at Georgia Tech. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast brought to you by AT&T. Be sure to tune into the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.